Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 90. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here once again, as usual, with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. How are you on this fine Friday? Great. It's warmer than usual? It is, it's quite warm. All the snow that we've gotten in the Northeast is starting to melt. It's been melting. It's, uh, it's something else. I, yeah. I don't miss the uh, sub-zero temperatures. So, All right, let's get into Let's Encrypt. This was something that we've I've been wanting to talk about for a while. I've been fascinated with Let's Encrypt ever since it started. Um, but there have been some issues with it. There have been some issues with Let's Encrypt for a while, but there was one particular issue that happened this week in the news that we'll get to in a second that sort of spurred, I guess, uh, spurred this conversation. Finally gave us an excuse to sit down and really go into Let's Encrypt. So, Peter, do you want to start with your initial issue with Let's Encrypt? Sure. I totally agree. This this was a, a great topic to choose. I, it has been sort of uh, flying under my own radar. Yep. Um, but so so the first thing that I have to say, I, the, the first quibble I have, is the name. The name is Let's Encrypt. Yes, it is. Two words. <laughs> one per one one apostrophe. Yes. Two words. Now, of all the things, of all the websites that have been. Uh, turned up yep. over the years this has got to be the first major one that uses c- grammatically correct and spelling correct name yep and it makes it hard yes because when you do you google for do you do you use a search engine to search for let's encrypt all one word uh, which is what their domain name is so it's not like they had to choose anything they had to be correct for the domain name do you do you uh, do you search it as two words, let's encrypt, without the apostrophe, or do you do it with the apostrophe? Yeah. And I, I got to say, it's amazing that they chose to, to go with the grammatically correct um, version, but it would have made it would have actually. This is the one case where I feel like that would have made it easier. It would have made it easier if it was all one word, let's encrypt, and even even by capitalize it. You know, give it a capital L, capital E, mm. um, because. For searching, it, it's non uh, non non case specific. So, yeah. so yeah. But good for them. We we bag on company names we, we and do. misspellings <laughs> and, and and bad grammar all the time. Capitalization, which is the worst in tech, the absolute yeah. worst. Oh yeah. The capitalization issues, all uh, lowercase or all uppercase or certain lowercase, certain upper. Uh, it's awful. Camel case, yeah, yeah but the but they, they they do it right, and here we are bagging on them. That's right. So <laughs> so we're not really bagging on them, but just it's, say it's a minor nitpick. Yeah, it is. It's very minor. Uh, my did, did I ever tell you my original idea for that what their name should have been? No. Um, let there be encryption. Like let there be rock. Let there be light. That was my idea. It's too long. It's though. Too, it is too long. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, no. So 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 this was started. This was started in, I think it launched in, or it was it was discussed in 2015, but it was officially launched in the spring of 2016. So it's, we're, we're coming up slowly on, uh, on almost two years. And this was something that was created by the Electronic Frontier Foundation, Mozilla, uh, Cisco Systems. I think there were a couple other companies involved 
in there as well. And the idea was to basically create a certificate authority that was free, that would automatically sort of like, uh, that would auto-generate uh, uh, TLS certificates, uh, encryption certificates for businesses that needed them, you know, for your websites. Or, I, so it was a great idea. And I remember I went back, I don't know if you went back and, and, and saw this and, and sort of digging up, but like Bruce Schneier wrote a, a piece on his blog about this. And he was, he was I mean, effusive uh, about this. And he made a lot of great points about, about the benefits for it about having, you know, uh, like a free, simple, automatic way to generate these certificates that companies could use. It was open, you, you, you could take a hard look at them. Um, it, there were multiple parties involved, so it was, a, you know, it was a, a cooperative, it's gr so great. Um, but since then, some problems. True, so like you, I had to go back and do my own homework because, as I mentioned, I wasn't really paying attention. But um, that's all right. Not plenty of people ignore me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean paying attention in general? In general, yeah. Okay, in right. general, fair enough. Fair enough. So, but the so, I, and I see, and, and now that you mentioned the Bruce Schneier uh, blog post, yeah. I I didn't find, I didn't come, I didn't look at that recently, but I do seem to recall the event that when he did it. Yeah. Um, because it was pretty uncharacteristic for him to be so in favor of something, uh, you know, something I, I, that I, could be questioned. You know, people people yeah, have he's argued both ways. Right. I don't want to. Uh, we don't want to paint Bruce as a as a curmudgeon because he's not. Right. Oh yeah. He he's just a very smart guy. Uh, I'm a curmudgeon. I'll say that. Uh, but he he really, you know, he was effusive. He was very much in favor of this, very positive. I don't know how his position may have changed or if it's changed since then. I, I really don't know. But um, there have been some problems with, with basically the fact that it is free, people taking advantage of it, bad people, malicious people. Well, so there's two parts. There's yes. It's free and it's automatic. Yes. And, that's, and so having done my homework this week, yes. um, <laughs> I, I uncovered that not only is it free and automatic, but it's, it's the intention, it was, it's sponsored, well, it's sponsored by, as you mentioned, Mozilla, EFF, Akamai, Cisco. Um, I, I took down the names of the, some of the bigger right. outfits. Yeah, yeah. OVH, Chrome, mm -hmm. I, I didn't trust, Facebook, and lots of others. But it's provide the service itself is provided by the Internet Research the Internet Security Research Group, which is part of the whole ISOC yep. the Internet Society IETF kind of yep. uh, 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 universe over there, and so that tells me that it's not being controlled by one company or one organization or even one group of you know one yeah. one uh, consortium of which companies. is rare. It is rare. It's it, it gives me greater uh, uh, greater um, confidence in how they're how they're doing business there because uh, those are the those are the same people that have generated a lot of the a lot of the other ideas that have made the internet what it is today and over the course of the last uh, let's say um, thirty or thirty five years or wow, at least yeah, I mean yeah. I guess that's th they've yeah. been around yeah IETF has been doing their thing for for quite a long time. 
and ISRG, ISRG is also um, sort of in that in that spectrum there. Um, so yeah, it's automatically giving out domain names for free to anybody who owns a domain. Um, it's transparent, meaning that all of the transactions are are logged. Um, That's important. It is important. Open and open. Yes. Open. Yeah. Open, meaning that it's that nobody's pulling any any tricks on their protocols how they're doing stuff the protocols are all discussed in the open and 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 hashed out the acme protocol which is the the primary uh driving force is automatic certificate management environment um that's a protocol being developed within the ietf um it's the acme working group that's that's running it mm -hmm. and they and the acme protocol itself is currently an internet draft but it's in the standards track i believe it's in its ninth revision um they've got their as i mentioned they've got their own work group and the purpose is to spe quote uh, specify conventions for the automatic x x.509 certificate management including validation of control over an identifier certificate issuance, certificate renewal, and certificate revocation. Now, the important words are validation of control over an identifier. That's the whole thing. That's, that's the, the hard part, is making sh make, finding a way to automatically do that right. without having to have somebody calling people up or looking people up on the internet or digging through phone books or anything like that. So, um, and, and just to, to pivot to the protocol draft for ACME, uh, ACME itself is a protocol is quote a protocol that a certificate certifi certification authority at CA and an applicant can use to automate the process of verification and certificate issuance um, that's key that's 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 the key that's the bottom line is that if you you can make you know you can make it automatic easy but to make it automatic and verifiable that's the you know, you have to be able to prove that you control the identifier, the domain. Right. And that's the hard part. So that's why they've been working on it for, for, for you know, however many years that they've been doing it. And that's, like, that's, so to, to give them credit, I mean, part of this podcast, maybe most of this podcast was, was taking a hard look, a critical look at them. But we should say, like, that is, this isn't just something where they've whipped together a business and they're just, handing out certs and that's all they do. There is something to this. They're doing, I mean, that's that's a pretty key piece of work right there. So. And the thing that they're trying to enable is to make the certification, make having every website have a certificate that you can use to determine whether it's actually the, the whether the people that are that own the domain are actually the people that are providing the content, that are the people that are communicating with you. Right. That's the key to make that as automatic as having uh, HTML yep. or TLS or any other internet protocol supported in your in your yeah. website. So that's the brilliant idea. That's the, the the effort, and they're really doing a good job on yeah. it. I mean, the, the the statistics are showing that uh, that the the amount of traffic that's encrypted. The browser, you know, we get reports from different browsers, but by and large, the the proportion of encrypted traffic over the internet has been going from around like forty-ish percent, I want to say, yeah, to around sixty-ish 60, percent, yep. yeah. and uh, and that's just over a couple of years. Yeah. So, that's 
that's important. That that's pretty impressive, yeah. and and they want to make it more and more. Yeah, they're um, they're making, dare I say, they're making SSL certificates great again. <laughs> no, no you don't, can't say say that. That. Okay. don't say that. Don't say that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> or TLS certificates. Oh, it's just a TLS certificates, but whatever. Um, so okay, that's the good, but there have been some issues. Um, and most recently was an issue. There was a flaw uh, with, help me out with this, Peter. Okay. TLS. TLS SNI 01. They disabled it. They disabled it. Now, why did they disable it? Yes. Turns out TLS SNI stands for, I wrote all this down too because I knew I wouldn't remember it all. Um, Transport Layer Security, which yep. successor protocol to SSL. Uh, it's what makes HTTPS secure. Mm -hmm. SNI is server name indication, mm -hmm. which is actually a TLS extension definition. Yep. Um, so it's part of, you know, it's a, it's a standards track uh, protocol extension. Um, it defines how these different extensions are set up. There was prior to uh, TLS-SNI-01, there, there was DVSNI, which was which stood for domain validation with sorry DVSNI which stands for domain validation with server name indication uh. basically server name indication is a way for the client to tell the server I'm trying to connect to this particular server to example.com right now if the provide now the, the the thing that this that made everything screwy here and caused it to be turned off for a while is that some host providers host multiple uh, domains at the same IP address. Yep. So the reason for the TLS SNI is so that the client can tell the server, I'm trying to get to example.com. And if that server is serving example.com, example.net, and example.org all from the same IP address, it knows okay, this is the content that I'm going to provide. Right, exactly. And if it doesn't host example.com, it can, it, it, it basically has some recourse, like basically to say, we're not talking, I'm not talking to you. Uh, yeah, we're not connecting. We're not connecting. Yeah. I'm going to drop the handshake. Um, so what happened was that some of the, some of the uh, providers, the, ho the hosting providers, uh, did two things wrong. One was, they hosted multiple domains on the same IP address. And also, the other thing they did wrong was allow people to upload stuff that was not certified and authenticated as, mm. as being for a domain they own. So the, the, end, the net result was that um, there's, a, there's a way to exploit that so that you can get a, a certificate for a domain that you don't own, which is like exactly, exactly the opposite of what Right. Let's encrypt one. It's literally it's the, the exact thing that let, Let's Encrypt basically designed itself not to do. Right. And but this is how so this is how it's complex stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, but this is like the reason the the internet started out basically as an experimental network. Yeah. So I mean nobody really forty years ago nobody was saying, Oh yeah, this internet is gonna grow out to this great big thing. They were thinking this is a way to test out our protocols so that eventually we can have a really great network. Well, that no that test network turned out to be the internet. What happens is that when people want propose something new, something 
you know, like a way to automatically and reliable, reliably assign certificates, uh, they, they just they say, okay, well, they go to uh, the IETF, um, they say to the meetings, they say, this is my idea, I want to do this protocol. People say, well, that protocol, that, that sounds good or that sounds bad. People try it out. It's very, it, in a way, it's almost political, but, it, but basically you advocate for your protocol. And part of that is, is building implementations. And you can't even be an internet standard unless there are at least uh, more than one. I, I'm not sure if there's like a, a higher, lower bound, but you can't, y if you have one implementation of your protocol, it's just, it's just an experiment. Right. You've got to have, you've well, got to have other people. You've got to have many. There's got to be several. Several? I want well, it's got to be more than one at least. And okay. I'd have to go look up to find Fair out if, if there's a higher number. But, but, ba but basically, you can't become a standard or even a proposed standard unless you get enough support to say that this is a good thing. And part of that process is doing the testing. So we've seen it with TLS 1.3. Yes. Where, you know, these guys and women, men and women, working for years on TLS 1.3, and when they start to put it into, into play on the real live internet, which yeah. is also a test network, yep. they discover, oh, wait a minute, this isn't working because well, these what's guys this are- middle box nonsense? Yeah, yeah, the middle boxes, exactly. And, w and, and it happens all the time as the protocols get defined. So, so the interesting thing is that they actually got enough people involved in this to, to impact the, the volume of internet traffic that's encrypted by, I mean, they've increased it by what, 50-ish percent or so over two Something years? Like that, yeah. That's that's a lot. That is pretty impressive, especially yeah. given that that most of the big er, uh, publishers are already were already using it. There was they they sort of hit a kind of a wall, trying to make it more easy, simpler for individuals to get it. Um, so that's all good. They they turned it off, and then in their response they said we're slowly going to turn it back on for the providers that we've determined don't fulfill those two criteria. Right. So it's not even a problem with the protocol itself. It's a problem with the way people are are operating where they're not necessarily operating in compliance with, with all the protocols. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the latest thing and, and it's the thing that sort of brought uh, Let's Encrypt to the top of my radar this month, but you've been following Let's Encrypt for a while, and it's not the first time they've had a, a controversy. Well, I mean, I don't, controversy may be a strong word. I mean, part of the risk of providing a free CA, like a, like a certificate authority that gives out free SSL, TLS certificates, is that you're going to have some bad actors, right? Um, and we should know, Let's Encrypt is not the only organization that does this. There are commercial organizations. Komodo does this. Komodo is, does enterprise certificates for businesses. They also provide, they have a free certificate service. So, and they've found themselves in this position as well. In fact, there was some data, um, I believe it was last year, a uh, British firm, uh, Netcraft, uh, sort of tracked, uh, blocked, phishing certificates so like like phishing attempts that used tls ssl certificates and they sort of charted them the number the growth that they were seeing and you know let's encrypt was 
like b both Let's Encrypt and Komodo certs were free certs were were being observed in a, a pretty steady pattern over, I think it was 2016, and then in 2017, it really started to go up. Both of them started to go up, and then for whatever reason, Let's Encrypt kept going up, and and Komodo kind of leveled off. And you know the people out there that will say Komodo does a little bit more sort of uh, the the requirements are a little bit higher. They do a little bit more uh, uh, inspection. I, I don't know if that's true. I haven't gone through the process, but that's sort of the sort of the consensus. And it's just it's concerning because you look at the amount of malicious traffic, malicious websites. I mean, let, for, actually throw all that out. Like, what is our biggest security issue right now? Phishing. I mean, it really is like. We just did the story on the IOC, uh, you know, the International Olympic Committee getting hacked or supposedly hacked, allegedly hacked by Fancy Bear. And it's like that happened before. And it was I think it was traced to phishing emails. I mean, do we have much of a doubt like that it was a phishing attack again that led them to preach? I mean, I don't want to I don't want to convict IOC for something that we don't know that they haven't done. But. Yeah, people go running around tearing their hair out over over things like Spectre and Meltdown or and uh, Cloudbleed or yeah. Yeah, all these things. But the the bottom line is, if you could stop phishing, you would solve a lot of problems. And there's obviously things out there that will stop, that will help prevent phishing. There's DMARC. There's all sorts of things. But like when you have a when you have in when you're able to use those certificates, when you're able to use encryption and and pretend like you're legitimate that's bad that's bad and maybe so so i wanted to ask you peter is it really the fault of a komodo or a let's encrypt for providing these free certificates or should we have better detection so so like my point is a lot of the the, the phishing sites the phishing domains that were used in some of these attacks like paypal was a favorite one Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were like pay qual with a Q, like which if you're looking at quick, you may just think it's a P or something. Right. So is that is that something is that the fault of the companies that are providing the certs, the organizations that are providing the certificates? Or should we have better detection methods that are like able to root out those suspicious domains and stop them? Well, so the certificate authority is one party involved. Yep. Um, and there, if you're going to do automated uh, issuance of certs, then then this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, but however, there's other parties involved. There's the browsers. There's the provide the hosting providers. Um, and and one of the and some of the content, some of the materials, the, some of the stories that I was looking at uh, about uh, Let's Encrypt indicate that well the browsers are moving to say they're no longer going to give you a green padlock or a right. plus a check or whatever right when you have just an ev yep. uh, sorry just a just a regular old certificate yep so even if you've got even if you've gone through the automated the acme automated certificate uh issuance process and you've managed to bypass whatever uh, checks and balances are on that to to to, to get your your fishy domain uh, issued. Um, 
in the future, like, and, and not the far future, but, but soon, like maybe this year or next year, you, you're going to start seeing in browsers giving you uh, not the green padlock, but just a, this is, this is an okay, er, the domain appears to be owned by the people that own the certificate, and that means that your transmissions are going to be protected. It doesn't mean that the person at the other end is not a scammer. Right. So if you want to get the green padlock, you're going to have to get an EV. Right. Um, which I believe stands for extended validation. Yep, extend, yep. And, and then you'll get a green padlock. And then you can say, we're secure. Um, and those EV certificates are going to be harder to get. But the fact is, as you mentioned, I mean, it's not just let's encrypt it. Uh, Komodo, um, I spoke with GlobalSign earlier, or, or later, uh, last year. Yep. Um, and they were talking about how certificates could be issued on the fly, sort of, as you go, as you need them, and not just for websites, but um, they're they're looking at issuing certificates for Internet of Things things. IoT devices, yeah, stuff that, re that that legitimately need exactly some type of exactly. encryption, handshake, some type of uh, yeah. authentication. Yeah. So, and and it's not clear that Let's Encrypt, which is doing it for free, is going to give be able to give you the kind of support and infrastructure yeah. that a that a, that a certificate authority would. But it, it does point to the future of certificate authorities. The bi you know, we, we were, we've talked about this not recently, but a lot not, not, that lo not that long ago. No. The, you know, the certificate business, how, how, how big is the certificate for website and domain names? Um, how big is that business compared to how big is the business of, of these trillions of IoT things that are going to come out? Devices, yeah. So even if you, even if there's a billion websites that are going to buy a, a certificate from you, um, that dw that's dwarfed by issuing s trillions or you know even more. Yeah, um, yeah. Certs for that. So so yeah, I mean it's a it's a work in progress. I think it, I think things are getting better. I, th I and I think Let's Encrypt is doing a reasonable job of 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 policing the part that they can police that said the fact is that somebody's going to have to start putting eyeballs on that on those transparent lists of, of yes. certificates that are being issued um, so so that, so that's my question mm. whose job like if you had to put percentages on it who is ultimately responsible I know let's encrypt is an organ it's a consortium it's not a business it may be unrealistic to expect them to be doing this to be to be rooting through their you know their the the certificates that they deploy and looking for oh uh this login apple uh you know login dot apple id dot com slash you know like that doesn't look like a legitimate apple domain that looks like something but okay so is it is it you know we bagged on Equifax for coming up with a with a really like a a, a silly looking domain that would look like a like a phishing site and it could be easily spoofed for their you know breach reaction is it the jobs of the individual vendors the major ones PayPal Apple um, Amazon like should they be going through and looking at this and saying let's encrypt we need to talk you got to strike these domains you got to revoke these um, these certificates do not let these parties back in to apply for or whatever like find some like is it their job to police stuff that is phishing or spoofing their domains is it 
Let's Encrypt's job? Is it the job of the security vendors out there, the cybersecurity uh, vendors, to say, um, I'm gonna, I'm going to block these websites because I don't know if this is a legit domain, even though the certificate says it's okay and it's the certificate is owned by the people that run the website. I don't know that the the website is not malicious. Like, should should that be on the the vendor community? Well, that's a really good question because because who who ultimately is responsible for like let's say you go you know you you can you can come up with uh, examples and I know my reason. I know your answer. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if I know your I answer. I you know but, my answer. But um, so Security Week ran an article last year. They quoted Kevin Bosek, who's chief security strategist for Venify. Yep. Um, he thinks that Let's Encrypt is great for privacy, but, but also great for cyber criminals. And he said that now, given that it's all transparent, co- every company should be policing on their own, that it's their responsibility to keep track of their domains. Say, I mean, in a way, you could say it's similar to um, a, a content publisher needing to police uh, uh, piracy of their content. In a way, it's it's kind of hard to say that. I, I see that. I yeah. Mean, now, so there's that. Yeah. That that is not my favorite answer, because because like everybody that has a domain, I have domains. You have. I assume you have. I don't some think we're gonna get fished, but like, yeah, no, no, no. Or I don't think people will use their domains for fish. But yes, I see your point. So, so there's, so, so that's one prong, one, one, one part of the uh, one t- part of the fork that you need to use to to poke these guys with these criminals with. So there's, you got to be uh, conscious on your own, conscious on your own of of protecting your your domain names. Um, on top of that, there's the whole move of. Uh, the browsers moving to say, okay, you got a Let's Encrypt certificate, great. You're not going to be rejected for running HTTP, right. co- unencrypted content. Yep. But we're not giving you a, a cookie and a, and a check mark to and make it, you right. look like you're secure. That's, that's another part of it. Another, a, a third part is going to be um, the, the ACME workgroup itself is working on, I mean, this is, the, I'm sure they're aware of the problem. And I mean, I could sit here and say, oh, well, they should probably filter if you try to yeah. use different character sets in the yeah. same domain name, or if you or if you mix numbers and letters together too much, or if, if there's some algorithm that they can use. I'm not an expert. I can right. say that. Yeah. I'm sure that like the stuff that I come up with off the top of my head in five minutes, they've already thought of like right. three That's years ago. scares me. <laughs> but, but so they're working on the problem of trying to make this automated process easier. Um, but there, it's going to be it's going to be a long slog, and there's going to be times where we're going to hear these stories about uh, phishing domains getting issued by the hundreds of thousands for free and automatically. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's th- well finish your point. W- but but the the point the point is that yeah when that happens. They're gonna turn around and turn things off and say, "Hey, we got to stop doing it this way. Yeah. Now we're gonna do it a different way. We're gonna we're gonna tweak it or we're gonna fix it. We're yeah. gonna change it." I mean, I'll, I'll just say so. So I know who, what I think, how the, the the breakdown or the percentages or, the, or, or who is ultimately responsible at the top of the the totem pole here. And I think it's Let's Encrypt. And I'll say, I believe that because they're the ones 
that are giving these tools out in the first place. Um, and it, I don't think it may be realistic for Apple or PayPal or whoever to to inspect all of the the, the, the the records and to look through them and say, oh, well, there's there's a bunch of, you know, I know those are fake domains and they shouldn't have got certificates and then tell Let's Encrypt put. Okay, let's say that starts to happen. The, now, they're just going to keep, like the attackers are just going to wise up and they're going to start moving down the list. And they're going to get to smaller companies that don't do a good job of that. That are still bigger, you know, big enough brand names or recognized domains, but maybe don't have the wherewithal or, or the, 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 the number of people, the, the, the time and the energy to, to go through that. So I do, I think it's on Let's Encrypt. I think that they, they've got a lot of companies involved, a lot of people backing them. I, I don't know how realistic this is, but maybe they should explore bringing, a, you know, one of the member companies in or an, a, a third party in to say, we need, we need assistance with this. We need a way, a, a cost-effective, low-cost way to analyze these domains, flag them, do something so that we can, even if it's retroactively, even if it's after the fact, after these certificates, so you're not slowing down the process. So that's me, because I, I think it's just gonna get worse. Um, that said, I'm glad that they're around. I, I think they do more good than harm. I just wonder how long that equation is going to be more good than bad. I suspect I'm going to be writing some more content. About yeah, that. yeah, good, good. For it's you. good. That's your, that's your game. No good deed goes unpunished, Peter. I so I get to keep my job. Yeah, for now. Uh, <laughs> good topic. Uh, well, Peter, thanks for joining me in this discussion of Let's Encrypt. This was uh, this was a fun one. So always good to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thank thanks you. so much. Thank and you. Uh, thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.